0: Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. You read the title correctly. This episode is cursed. Now, don't get scared. You're not going to get cursed. I'm being cursed because I've got some information that I'm trying to get out today that I think the fitness industry somehow is trying to block. I think through technology people hear what I'm trying to say the 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 idea I'm trying to get out today and they're trying to block it. Now I say this because if you're hearing this, this means I've been successful and I've gotten the message out and that means we are winning that means we're taking a step in the right direction because over the last probably week and a half now I've tried to record this very podcast at least 10 times, and I've been interrupted every time. Now, most people would say, well, why don't you just record it, and then if you get interrupted, pause it and keep going. Well, I've done that, and I can do that, but every time I've gone back, it didn't pause. It didn't take. Something is weird. Something is amiss about this episode, and I don't know why. Well, I do know why. So the real title of this episode was going to be Instead of this episode is cursed, it was going to say, what's wrong with the fitness industry and how we're going to fix it. Because I don't want to get into something where I'm going to talk about, oh, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this, this person's not doing it right, this person's not doing it right, because that comes off as I'm holier than thou, that I know better, and that what we're doing here at Upstate Performance Project's Project is superior to everybody else. That's not what I'm saying. What you're gonna hear me talk about later is identifying some real issues out there, comparing them to some of the historical things that has happened in the past that has killed, or I shouldn't say killed, uh, scarred the fitness industry, and what we can do now to overcome all of that. Because we can, and I'm gonna show you how to do that. So that being said, before we jump into that, I do want to give you some updates on some other fun things that we've been up to. So, aside from being cursed and not being able to put out an episode the last uh, probably week and a half, the prior week to that, we had taken off. I had taken off podcasting because um, I was I was doing a lot of meetings, trying to solidify my lineup for the Up League Network. So, you guys have read the title changes on Insta- or iTunes and um, and uh, Podbean. You've heard Chelsea's teaser, and you've heard me talk about some other things, but today I'm going to give you the actual lineup. What we've solidified, what it's going to be, and then what we're, uh, what we're still working on content-wise for the podcast. And then, of course, we'll get into fixing the fitness industry. So uh, real quick, some things that aren't quite done yet. But are in the works. We've got a podcast, uh, another channel for the network. Uh, it's going to be a couple ladies, and this is this is not set in stone yet. But uh, who are um, fitness enthusiasts? They're they're not necessarily coaches or trainers, but they're people that have been in the business or been around the business in the industry a long time. Uh, they're they're both accomplished lifters, and they're going to talk a little bit about what they feel. Um, is wrong with the industry or what can they what they see from an outside perspective and i think that's going to be a really good perspective to for us coaches to to view because we can learn you know we we might know what works but what is, how does that really come off to the general public? And so that will be a good uh, fresh take on some things. I have um, a, a gal I'm meeting with this weekend to finalize uh, some, some uh, stuff and it's going to be more based around social media and she's going to give a lot of information about how to um, you know, really challenge the, uh, how the information gets out there via social media. And I think that it's going to be—I've learned a lot in terms of how to post. Um, you guys probably know Chelsea does most of our social media. We've we've learned from from this uh, particular lady that is really going to help us get the information out better via social media. And I think her podcast is something. Uh, again, we're working out the details this weekend, but one of the things that I think is going to be done. Uh, is It may not be a weekly thing, but may, this one may be monthly or quarterly. It won't be as often as some of the others, um, but it's really going to be impactful. So there's going to be a lot of just chunks of information that you can use right away. And that's what that's that's my main criteria in building this network. So the next one that is still in the works is, is one I put an invitation out. Now, I have not talked to this gentleman at all about this. I've just put the invite out, and we'll, I'm kind of waiting to hear back. I just put the invite out just in the last couple days. so, um, But um, a friend of mine, John, from the Kane Halter YMCA, um, I would love for him to talk about event planning. And he's done a great job of gaining some large, large sponsors. And I think it would be great for all of us to hear not just how he did it with that one event, but just his tips and tricks and insights on building your brand and building up your ability to... Um, you know, take your product and get it in front of a lot of big name people. Because if you have something that's working, those big name connections can really help. And, and I think that's done a lot for his events that he does. But I think there's 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 a skill in that, a certain tenacity, a certain ability to talk to these people and not be scared to ask. And there's a certain way to ask. And again, much like the the, the, uh, the social media one, I think this is going to be one of these podcasts that may not be weekly or monthly, but every once in a while, um, put up, put out some content. Uh, as opposed to just coming on my uh, podcast, Coaching the Coach, and, and doing an interview, I think some of these warrant their expertise and me not even being a part of it and just let them say their piece. Um, and then, I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the three that are still out there. But now let me tell you about the ones that are confirmed, the ones that we have in the stable ready to go. Um, so, of course, you know Chelsea's one-track mind. She's going to really delve into the psychology of um, training, and, and and by that I mean the mental toughness part of training, how running can help train that mental toughness, and then how to transfer that into your general fitness routine. So it'll it'll largely focus on running. That'll be a big part of the the, the topics. Uh, but I think you're going to get a lot of usage, no matter what kind of exercise you choose to do, from that mental side of things. So really looking forward to that. Um, the next one that has solidified it done is actually my sister Kate Smith. Now I'm not going to give away too much because I'm very excited about this one. Very excited because her and I've been really talking out. What we're going to do now. She is a, a digital marketing um, web developer, and so she she builds products, websites that that go after target audiences that bring in leads. So we see this all the time. You know, we're bombarded in the fitness industry. Oh, you want thirty new leads this month, or you want to earn ten grand a month, or you want to do this, you want to take your gym to a six figure income. All of these certain things that we hear about. Um, and that these gurus are on there and basically you they make their money, I've told you this before, by you buying their system. They, nece- they haven't necessarily done this themselves and have several gyms and now they're just giving back. No, no, they've developed a marketing strategy and they're marketing it to you. You buy it. That's how they're making their money. Now, I'm not saying that it can't work. And I'm not saying that if you have no idea how to... Do target uh, ads on Facebook and just paid ads on Instagram and target them to a specific audience. You know, there might be some useful information in some of their free guides. Okay. But what happens is, it's always left up to getting your message in front of the right person. That's the one thing they never tell you in their free guide. And that's what you're then paying the money to hear and basically a lot of times it's just how to set up those paid ads. And again, if that's what you need to know and it's worth it to you to spend that kind of money to, to figure it out, then fine. But I think you probably find that elsewhere for a lot cheaper, and you're gonna find out that that's not necessarily the best way to go about it. There is a better way to build lead generation. Uh, an organic way, it may be slower than what these other programs are promoting, but it's effective. And again, I'm not trying to sell you on a particular program, but what I'm going to do in this podcast is going to kind of peel the curtain back on how that all works. And, and Kate's going to do it in a very unique way. She's going to present this in a very unique way. And so I'm very excited about um, working with my sister on this one. I think you guys are really going to like it. Um, it's It's something unique. I have not seen this done before. So, very excited. Uh, the other one, we got two more. The other one that's done and in the works is from my pal, uh, Paolo Passini. He's the wellness director at the Powdersville YMCA. He is a CrossFitter himself. He, he participates and wins or gets on the podium in most of the competitions that he does. Um, but he's also a great mind when it comes to programming and, and things like that for CrossFit. And so I want to bring in a CrossFitter to, my, to the fold here because... CrossFit is something that's somewhat polarizing and, and not always something that I agree with philosophically all the time. But there's a lot of things I do like about CrossFit. And I like to participate in a lot of CrossFit workouts and competitions. Um, but programmatically, I think there's some things that you know, I may be a little biased against. But I do like it and I do think it's heading in the right direction right now. I do like that. And I, and I think Paulo is a good person to talk on that and talk about how if you are a CrossFitter listening to my channel um, you're going to get more specific insight for your particular style of programming and working out. So I'm excited for that. I don't know everything that he's going to do, but I know he's super excited to get started. He has dove head first into this and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what he comes up with. And then the last one that is confirmed um, is more of a lifestyle podcast now this is going to be me with a friend of mine Tyler and Tyler runs a men's uh, style fashion and food uh, blog and website called guys guide Greenville or guys guide GDL and it's got some really cool things not just fun pictures but some ideas on how to live your life you know if you want a lot of enjoyment out of your life from a style uh, you know fashion, uh, food perspective. where' are some fun things to go. You're going on a date. where do you go? You check the guide. Oh this is a cool place. this is you know popular. it's, it's in, it's hip, it's trendy. Uh, but at the same time, you know still masculine, still uh, very much a, uh, a place where, where guys can get, get quality information. And he himself is a great resource on a lot of these things. But what's really neat, we, we sat down a couple weeks ago to really hammer these things out, and we have a really good plan. Because I hear a lot from guys about you know building muscle and you know, keeping testosterone levels up naturally or pharmaceutically or you know all these things. I get a lot of questions also, or, or comments and things about I'm doing this because I want to you know uh, attract a partner um he gets a lot of these things from the style food fashion um, lifestyle nightlife scene um, very much the same way so what we've what we've realized is we get a lot of questions from guys uh, and all, all kinds you know not just like your 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 workout you know crazy you know guys but just j- average Joe's that want to make their life more enjoyable and they want to be more fashionable they want to, to be seen at some of these nice places, or they just want to experience it themselves, or and they want to get in shape. Whether it's to attract someone or just for their their own well-being, you know, we we tell people all the time we train uh, to live, we don't live to train. So how big our biceps are and you know what my bench press is does not define me. Do I want big biceps and a big bench press? Absolutely, I do. For sure, I do, and I'll work to get them. But that's not what I'm doing. I want that so that I'm, my body's capable of doing all the other physical activities that we want to do. Perfect example is, we had a killer group workout yesterday for, for New Year's Day. But then, afterwards, you know, we went and had lunch, and Chelsea wanted to go on a bike ride right, because it was such a nice day out. My legs are still screaming from the workout plus the two workouts earlier in the week. But you know what? My legs were fine. We get on the bike and we go. And because that's what we want to do, we want to be outside enjoying that stuff. And if I'm like, you know what? My squat went up and my squats are looking good and I hit some huge numbers today in the, in the gym. But now I can't go outside because I'm wrecked or I'm just tired. That's not why we train. right? So when guys come to us and they want a better body or they want this, they want that, what they're looking for is a more complete life and they're going about it systematically. They're changing their physique. They're changing their, their day-to-day routines. They're going to different places, trying new restaurants, trying to culture themselves and grow. And I love that aspect. I like the very manly, uh, rugged thought of a guy, the very masculine thought of you know traditionally masculine, juxtaposed with uh, a gentleman who's very well refined, puts on a nice suit that, that matches and is tailored, and goes to a, a nice upscale restaurant, has manners and etiquette and all these things. I think that, I like that juxtaposition. I think Tyler and I can bring both of that. He leans more to that side, I lean more to the rugged side. But I think together we can help men grow uh, into the, the man they want to be and attract the person they want to attract and live the quality of life that they want to live. And I think the other thing that we both hear a lot about are drugs, whether it be, you know, drugs to help perform in the gym, whether it be drugs to help perform in the bedroom, whether it be drugs to help recreational activities, you know, seem better. We get a lot of questions on these things, and I think a lot of, I think both Tyler and I have an outlook as you don't need any of that. We're not condemning at all, right? But the idea is we want to to be able to show you that that can all be accomplished by a a few simple things, a few simple changes to your life. And I I think that's what this podcast is going to be. Now, we don't have a name for it yet, but we're going to sit down here in the next week or two and record our first episode. And I'm actually super psyched for this one. Okay, so that's what's coming on the channel. Now, I want to get into... The actual topic of the day which is the fitness industry is messed up and what are we going to do to fix it. So what do I mean by it's messed up? Let me take a little sip of my coffee here, get get this rant started right By the way today I am drinking methodical coffee, the belly warmer in particular, Bold, dark chocolate, and almond butter. And holy cow, this is some good stuff. Some good, good stuff. Now, Methodical um, Coffee here, a local coffee company. I uh, love it. It's good stuff. Um, anyhow, what, um, what I want to get across is that on one hand, fitness is, is very popular right now. And, and just in that fact alone, I'm actually happy. Because people are into fitness. Whether it's for the right reasons or not, initially they're, they're moving and they're getting healthier. And now there are a lot of channels, whether it be YouTube or podcasts or Instagram accounts, that try to shed light on all the, the bull crap that's out there. Because there's a lot of it. And they may even offer some some ideas on what they should be doing, like, you know, I don't even know what to say. They're more entertainment channels. They're not channels that are giving specific advice on fitness, although some of them do that as a as a byproduct of sh- calling out these fakes that are online. I don't want to get into that. I do believe that they should be called out, by all means. And, and not that I want to take away someone's... Um, right to make a living, but do it the right way. Don't give out false information. If A, you know better, there's some some people out there, some PhDs out there that are giving out information that they know is not correct, but they're doing it because they know it looks cool and it's marketable and they can get a lot of followers and then i.e. sell a lot of online programs. There's a lot of people out there that look really good, that know nothing about fitness, they just, you know, Whoever's given them their workouts or wherever they've gotten their workouts, they've they've held strict to their diet and they they have good discipline in the gym and there's nothing wrong with that and their bodies show it. But then what they're selling is not necessarily what they did or even if it is, it's not necessarily going to work for everybody else. And They don't understand the inner workings of of how the body works and the physiology and the nutrition and all of that stuff and they sell bogus programs just off of their looks alone. And you can spot those by looking at their Instagram pages and if every single picture is a selfie of them, they may be nice people, those are not the programs that are gonna work long term. Not because they can't write a program, but because that's not what they're after. They're not really after trying to help you be healthy, they're trying to sell programs. And again, I'm trying to sell programs too. But Chelsea and I, when we put together our information, we put out our information, our goal, yes, is to sell and to make money. Of course. But we want to get good information out there. We're not gonna put our names on anything and put it out there that's not reflective of our philosophy and, and our beliefs. And it may not be it may not come across as sexy and cool and slick and neat and fashionable, and you're not gonna see a bunch of shirtless pictures of me, you know, doing um, cleans or whatever. Um, Chelsea doesn't post a lot of that stuff on her Instagram either. There might be one or two here and there, but at the same time, the the goal is not to, to show off, look how cool we are. It's it's to say, I want to put pictures of my clients up and say, look what we've done with our clients. And, and, and again, going back to our social media, uh, lady that's going to be helping us, that's that's what we're aiming to do or, or we're trying to get better at presenting that. So that being said, the other big thing that I take issue with is, and this is something that I know a lot of people like Alan Roberts and Michelle McDaniel and and and, and even uh, Jeff Cavalier have said on their channels, They they are not necessarily calling people out just to be mean or just to laugh at people. Their main goal is to help others who don't have the background like we all do in the, in, the, in the business to make sure that people giving out bad information are called out because it could potentially hurt somebody. And that's my biggest problem too. When I was a wellness director, at a, I was a wellness director at, at a hospital system uh, and here in Greenville at the, at the YMCA, One of the things I noticed a lot, there's a lot of shenanigans that go on in the gym. A lot of people who who seemingly look fit are doing some wacky-ass exercises. Where they learn them, I don't know. Why they think they're good, I don't know. But what I do know is people see that and then go and try to emulate that. They're like, well, that guy looks jacked and he's doing this crazy-ass exercise. I'm going to go do it. And then they get hurt. And I've said this before. You can follow those people, and they're probably not going to make a lot of progress. They may have done something to get to a certain point, but then they're going on and on. Or the other part is, and this is I think where I take a lot of issue. Uh, and and I'm going to do a whole separate episode on this uh, very shortly. In fact, it's going to be episode 100. It's going to be a really personal episode um, about drugs. Um, I've not, I've never used steroids and and performance enhancers or anything like that but I've got a really I've I've got some issues Uh, I'm not against it I'm not saying you should never do it Um, it's not going to be me slamming people who do steroids it's going to be me explaining my choices why I've never chosen to do it um, and uh, and getting into other other forms of testosterone replacement and things like that Uh, so that's, that's coming in two more episodes, but the big thing I have is when people try to portray themselves as something they're not. So when they are you know, juicing up in any program, it, you gotta work at it, so I'm not doubting that these people are dedicated to the gym and dedicated to their nutrition, they are. And that's to be commended, because it's not easy. But then they're also throwing in a bunch of pharmaceuticals that help them recover faster, build muscle better, whatever the case is, and that's disingenuous when they're not upfront with it. If they're upfront with it, fine, it's their choice, and that's if that's what they want to do. Fine, I don't want to do it, and I'll, I'll explain that later in a later episode. But if if they're talking about it, there are some known steroid users out there that are very forthright. Take Mark Bell for example. I don't love the fact that he uses steroids because he looks great, and I'm not saying his methods wouldn't work otherwise, but it's hard to know, you know what I mean? He looks great, and he takes steroids, um, at least by by most accounts, very effectively. In other words, he does it smartly, he has a doctor, monitor blood levels, and you know, trying to keep side effects to a minimum, if, if any, at all, and you know, he does it by the right combinations and you know, all of that stuff. But they're still an illegal drug, right? So I have issue with that. But I do respect him because he's open about it. He's not hiding it. He's not hiding it that he's used it in the past and that he continues to do it. Now, recently, I don't know. I haven't followed him in the last year or so. I don't know if he's still doing them or not. Uh, but I know up to a couple years ago, he still was. And and again, I have no issue with that because he is honest with it. He's not trying to sell something that's that's not there but I do take issue when people do that and and that's one thing that I think is wrong with the industry the other thing that I think is very wrong with the industry is the bull crap supplements and exercises and routines that are out there and this is the biggie. this is the big thing that I want to talk about today and I'm I'm not going to talk much longer this rant will be over very shortly because I'm going to give you a really short way to fix all of this but it's an effective way So here's the biggie. With all of those things that are out there right now, if we look back historically, one of the things that gets me, now I I teach a class called Odd Saturday, and on Odd Saturday I go back 100 years, 50 years, 100 years, pick exercises that were done somewhat routinely back, back in the day and then fell out of favor for some reason. Generally because there was a new flavor in town, right? nautilus comes around now there's selectorized machines again nothing against selectorized machines but that comes out and that kind of oh well I can do this and it's a lot safer than me doing say a windmill or a kettlebell swing or whatever and some of these exercises that have been fundamental for years kind of fall out of favor because there's things that are deemed easier healthier safer all of those things and just as effective so yeah why not do it and the masses go to that you look at the 80s; there was a whole aerobics trend, step aerobics, dance aerobics, all of those things. In the 90s, you know, type o and you know, group, you know those group exercise type things were huge. And again, they did a lot of good because they got people moving. Just like some of the fads today, they get people moving. But there's a lot of stuff out there that doesn't work, and there's a lot of people out there pushing programs and pushing supplements and pushing things that are just not effective. And they're doing it just to make some money. But what happens to the fitness industry is it gets watered down. Real information, real transformations can happen and it's not that difficult. You've heard me talk about the nine tenets of personal training or just of training. If you hold true to these nine tenets, you will get your results. Are there fast ways to do it? Yes, but you don't learn how to do it long term. Shortcuts will not work. We know this. I'm not the first to say this. I won't be the last. Shortcuts won't work. There's not a shortcut. Look, I've looked for them too. You know, sometimes I look, I'm like, man, I just need to get my chest up a little bit. I need to get my biceps up a little bit. What, and I, you scour the internet for quick, you know, build biceps in one month, you know, add two inches to your biceps in two months or whatever. I'm looked for those and they just don't work. They, they may give you a pump, but they, you know again, it's it's the tried and true methods that really do work. And let me say that again: the tried and true methods work. Some of the things that I've been reading about in these textbooks from the early 1900s and late 1800s, stuff I've been fascinated for years. I've gone back and reread and and really try to extract what they were trying to say. Now that's going to be another episode. You're going to hear uh, that'll probably be the next podcast uh, either tomorrow or early next week but the idea is you're going to see some of these ideas that have been brought into existence well over hundred years ago that are still effective today and not i'm not saying we need to go back to do all doing those and those alone but some of the guiding principles have been around for well over a hundred years and we stray from them in search of a quick and easy fix and it's just not there and i don't mean to be a naysayer But you've got to put in the work and you've got to have a program that hits these nine principles. I didn't come up with the nine principles. I know I keep saying it. It sounds like I'm selling a book. The nine principles of this. This is nothing that I came up with. Okay. I shout it from the rooftops because I firmly believe in it. Why? Because it works and I've seen it work time and time again. So that being said, how do we stop this insanity, this, you know, we've got shake weights. We've got, uh, you know, belly toners where they just zap you. It's just an E-STEM or TENS unit. You've got all kinds of bands and all kinds of other things that are gimmicky, so have maybe a little bit of practical application, but they're not going to transform your life. You're not going to melt away body fat just by using the the, the E-STEM on your abs. You're not going to built toned arms and jacked arms by using a shape would come on. All right? And some of these supplements that are out there, these fat burners, all these other this all this crap, you don't need. You need to eat well and you need to exercise and you need to do them in the correct manner. How do you do that? You find someone that knows what you're talking about, and you have them help you. Or you do your research. When you do your research, you're going to find a lot of support one way and a lot of support for the other opposing side. It's just like we've been watching this this uh, um, Game Changers documentary talking about vegan athletes. If you want to be a vegan, great. More power to you, go for it. If you want to eat meat, go for it. More power to you. I don't care. What I do care about is the, the message that needs to get out there is that it can veganism can work wonders for a lot of people but it may not work for everybody. Eating meat can work wonders for a lot of people, but it may not agree with everybody. Everyone is different. Just like when I personally train someone, you're going to have differences. You're gonna have physiological differences that will make some things work for you and not for others. And they can both be scientifically proven to work, but it's not gonna work for everybody. Everyone's individual. Let me give you an example. If I were to do muscle biopsies on my clients, which don't worry, I'm not gonna be doing. I do know how to do them, I did them in my graduate studies. Um, but if I were to do muscle biopsies and I were to analyze the tissue and find that, you know, say in the legs, I have a client that has more slow twitch fibers and another client that has fast twitch fibers. If I put them on a strength and power routine, trying to get quick, strong, and powerful, and I gave them both the exact same routine, they'll both get stronger, they'll both get more powerful, but the one who's got the more fast twitch type 2 fibers are going to probably get there a little faster, and they may have better results, like a greater amount of results. But we can still train that slow twitch person to get faster and more explosive, of course, and vice versa. If I was doing more of an endurance style program. So we can shift some of these fiber types, but the point being Everyone's a little bit differently. If I want to get muscle growth, I might train someone who is predominantly one-fibers type a di- slightly different way. They're going to maybe respond better to more muscular endurance work. Okay, Now that's getting really scientific and that's also not necessarily very practical at all. So I'm not going to do that with my clients. Now we might be able to tell based on their performance, based on you know some other factors that kind of give us an idea of what those clients might you know be partial to in terms of how they train. But at the same time, the point being is that their inner workings, their physiology, their biology is different. Therefore, they're gonna to respond to different, to stimulus, the same stimulus differently. Therefore, people, it may, should make no a uh, surprise to to think that a diet would act the same way. Some people will respond to it well, some people have no effect, and some people may have adverse effects. And so to try to come up with one diet, one meal plan or one thing that is just fits everybody and, and will be super effective for everybody is ludicrous to even think that that could be. So when you have documentaries that purport this. Now, the one thing game-changers did do, and it was very sneaky, they, they, they use plant-based, they use plant-based, they use plant-based, that's the that's the terminology they use, but then a lot of times they'll sneak in, this person's a vegan, this person's a vegan, this person's a vegan. So you come across trying to think, okay, well they're talking about veganism when they're talking about plant-based, when really a plant-based diet would include a small amount of meat here and there, or animal products here and there, it's just the majority of the calories come from plants. Okay, now if they had said that up front it's not going to sell as many <laughs> downloads right so that they're being a little bit tricky with their wording here intentionally what they're also not doing is they're also not being you know they're also trying to infer that not only is veganism healthier which they may have a case for that they may not but they're also trying to infer that not only can you perform well on being a vegan which that I agree with but they're trying to infer that you might even be able to perform better. And again, that's where I take issue with. Because it's not, it's not just posing the question. Like potentially, it's inferring that, yeah, you're going to be a better athlete, a better performer all around if you're a vegan. And I think that's what most people are taking issue with. Now, some of the information in the movie I, I thought was really good, and I enjoyed it. This is not a movie critique, though, however. I'm not trying to get too involved in that but my point is there's information out there that you're gonna find that can be construed different ways so when I say go find someone that can help you you need to ask around do your research talk to two or three trainers I mean I think I have a pretty open mind I think most of my clients uh, stick with me in Chelsea because they understand that you know I'm not gonna if you come in here and say I want to do this 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 and this you know, talking diet-wise, you're talking exercise-wise, I'm not gonna immediately say, nope, that's not gonna work, you're gonna do it my way. If I don't agree with it, I'll explain why I wouldn't choose that and why and give them some facts. And they can let that sink in. Do they believe me? Sure. Are they gonna have some success with me? I know they will. And that's really all it takes, is me backing up what I'm claiming. If I'm claiming some wild, outlandish thing, it's not going. It's not. It's not going to work, and they'll see through that. It may work for a month or two, but it's not going to be long-lasting. So, finding someone to put together a routine for you, to help you with your nutrition, or doing your research online and looking at both sides of things and making a, an educated, um, determination for yourself is better than listening to one side or the other uh, completely. And so. How do we fix the state of fitness out there? Because what I don't want, and this is what I fear is happening, is there's so many fads and so many um, things out there that eventually people are going to get hurt, people are going to get fed up with it, it's going to lose its favor, and then fitness will be left for just those people who are really into it, but the general population, it won't permeate to them near as much. And we still have a long way to go, especially when you know over 70% of our population is, is overweight and growing, figuratively and literally. So how do we fix this? Stop giving attention to those, I don't want to call them scam artists, but those people who are not putting out real usable facts every day, the, the Instagrammers that are just out there, look at my body. Oh, by the way, I, I get this way by taking this supplement. Get rid of that. I'm not saying that supplement doesn't work, but I'm saying that's giving fitness and the fitness industry a bad name. That's putting aesthetics in front of health. Nothing wrong with wanting to be aesthetic and having a good look. I want, I want to look good, but I want to be healthy. And that's what we should all strive to be. So ignore those. Don't even look at them, don't like them, give no attention to that stuff. It will go away. It won't be overnight and there will still be a a dedicated few that either don't care or are still uninformed and so they'll still have an audience. But if we're to really make an impact, we have to promote those people out there in the social media world that are doing the right thing, putting out the right information, giving good information putting them up on a pedestal. It may not be as entertaining to look at and to listen to. And I understand that a lot of social media is for entertainment purposes. And that's generally why I look at it. But then again, I look at it knowing that I'm not going online to find, or I'm not going on social media to find information to, to make my life healthier. Okay. I'm going on there to be entertained. And so, looking at someone's Instagram, that you know, if you're if you're looking at you know guys, you know muscles, and they're like, oh, you're envious of that, and you want to look like that. Okay, fine, that could be good motivation. Okay, that's what I want to look like. But then take that picture and go to your trainer, or go to a trainer, and say, this is what I want to look like. They'll know how to get you there. Okay, don't listen to what that person who's taking the picture says. Okay. I know that's gonna be somewhat controversial and there are exceptions to everything, but I'm just gonna say, it's not gonna work. So quit giving attention to those types of accounts, those types of channels on YouTube, those kind of podcasts. And what do you deem as, you know, uh, good or not, if you don't know, ask. Like, hey, I've been watching this channel and this guy seems legit. I like his stuff. What do you think? Get a professional's opinion on it. Nothing wrong with that. And then even if they disagree, now you have two conflicting things. And you're like, well, I don't know what to listen to now. Keep doing your research. That's the other way. Educate yourself. Read the books. Read the studies. Usually textbooks, I say usually, are non-biased or unbiased. They're, they're not going to be... Textbooks are not generally, you know, industry-funded materials. So they're going to use meta-analyses meta of a lot of different things to, to come up with their viewpoints. Yes, some of the people that write the books may have been involved in studies that were industry-funded, but by and large, the textbooks out there are going to give you some basic information that is pretty straightforward. Now, you might have to go and get a book just on biology and a book just on kinesiology and a book just on physiology and kind of compare, get some notes and educate yourself. But that, there's the thing, you may not want to take the time to do that. You just may want someone to put it all together for you. And that's where you got to do your homework and pick the right person. And that's why when these people put out bogus information or information that's just, you know, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's frustrating when people like myself and Chelsea and, and others that, that I know have been in this industry a long time and have a hard time reaching those people. And again, I'm not trying to play sour grapes here like, oh, I wish I wish I had more followers. It's, I get frustrated when I see that that's what people want to connect with when we know there's a much better way. So I'm trying to learn how to get my stuff in front of more people. And so what I'm trying to tell all of my followers is to go out and follow and like and share and that's the other thing comment if you see some good stuff comment on their page give them a thumbs up give them a like and share it share it share it share it share it because that's how the good information is going to get out there and once more people see the good information that bad crap the the stuff we don't want to see the stuff that's giving the industry a silly name and it will eventually erode people's interest in fitness, it'll go away and the good information will come to the top. The cream does rise to the top and we have to be the ones to help it by liking, following, and sharing the content that is good. If you don't know if it's good, ask somebody. Do the research yourself. Educate yourself on some of these things. If you see two different viewpoints, that's when you need to go do your own research. If, you, if you've done your research and you hear something and you can make a, 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 a value judgment and say, yeah, no, this is crap and this is why, that means you've done your research, you've educated yourself, and that's a good place to be at. If you hear something and then you hear something contradictory and you're like, I don't know what to believe, that's a sign to you to go look it up yourself. And I know that's creating more work, and we don't necessarily want to do that, but sometimes you are the only driver for your health and fitness. You can't put it in your trainer's hands, and you can't put it in you know, some, some uh, Instagram motivation post. You have to want it for yourself, and you have to know what you're doing for yourself. And that's why we have a philosophy of education. I mean, I... I, I can't say how many times my clients have asked me questions and they, they I think they were hoping for me to say one thing and I said another. Or I confirmed something that they had been thinking about. Or maybe uh, I went against what was popular and that just raised more questions and so they went and looked more into it. And that's what's good. They looked into it. Not to say that I'm right, but that they... Took it upon themselves to figure out the answers that's how we're going to beat this that's how we're going to turn this thing around all right I'm just starting to repeat myself now so I'm gonna sign off make sure to keep a lookout for the new content coming and uh, we'll see you soon